Hey there, I'm so excited to join me today. This is Vision Eternity Ministries, and my name is Lee Klein. We've been talking about getting out those spots and wrinkles. Jesus is preparing us for things to come. He's preparing us to live with him forever. And so let's acknowledge him, Jesus. We're going to acknowledge you right now. This is your time. Your time. Have your way with us. Give us understanding. Enlighten our hearts to know what you're thinking right now and to see what you see. We love you. We praise you. We give you all the glory. Give you all the glory, Lord. So good to us. He is so good to us. He's telling us things to come. He's telling us he's coming and how to get ready. And this morning he was talking to me about, and even a little yesterday, about how people dread leaving the earth and going to heaven. They dread it and, and, and they hate it when someone leaves. And it's such a sad event. And he said, you know why that is? It's because they don't know me. They can't see me. They really have no understanding of what is to come. And so I'm just going to read a little bit of Revelation 21. John saw, Then I saw the new sky, heaven, and new earth, for the former sky and the former earth had passed away, vanished, and there no longer existed any sea. Now these are things to come, and these are the things that Jesus wants us to look at so we can have understanding of what is actually on the other side, and so we don't have to be afraid or dread it. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, all arrayed like a bride, beautified and adorned by her husband. Jesus is the one that makes us beautiful. Then I heard a mighty voice from the throne, and I perceived its distinct words saying, See, the abode of God is with men. That's his intention. He wants us to live with him. He longs for us. He is in love with us. And he will live in camp tent among them. This is the Amplified Classic Bible, again, so there's extra words. And they will be his people, and God shall personally be with them and be their God. And God will wipe away every tear. Come on, isn't that amazing? What are we afraid of? God will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be anguish, sorrow, or mourning, or grief, or pain anymore, for the old conditions and the former order of things have passed away. Now, God isn't saying that when someone leaves, you're not going to miss them and grieve and be sorrowful, but he wants you to rejoice in knowing that they are safe and sound with him. So he who sitting on the throne said, see, good plan. I said that part. It says, see, I make all things new. He also said, record this, for these sayings are faithful, accurate, incorruptible, and trustworthy, and true and genuine. And then he further said to me, it's done. The Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty myself, I will give water without price from the fountain springs the water of life. He who is victorious shall inherit all of these things, and I will be God to him, and he shall be my son. And then it goes on to talk about the cowards. So we do have to be an overcomer. We do have a work to do, and we have 
something beautiful to look forward to. And, you know, the work really isn't that hard when you get to know Jesus. Like the disciples, they just fell in love with him. They fell in love with his lifestyle. They wanted to be with him. In fact, when he was about to leave, they were grieving. And Jesus said in John 14, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Don't be distressed and agitated. You believe and adhere to and trust and rely on God, then believe and adhere to and trust also on me. Rely on me. In my Father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you. I would have told you, for I am going away. Would have not told you, for I am going away to prepare a place for you. Now here's a difference. This is before he comes. And what we read is when he comes when everything is all made new. But still, if we leave before Jesus gets here, we have a good place to go to. We're going to go be with that God that we just read about, that God that wants to wipe away every tear and provide for you no more sorrow, no more pain, no more anguish. You know, we go through a lot of stuff here on earth because of the evil that is here. But So to finish what Jesus was saying, he said, I'm going to go and get a place ready for you and come back and I'll take you myself. And there where I am, you may also be. And to the place where I am going, you will know the way. By that relationship with him is what he's talking about. We're going to know the way. And the Holy Spirit that he went to promise, the Holy Spirit would come and live on the inside of us and guide us in all truth. Remember when the disciples said, what should we pray in Matthew 6? And Jesus said, pray that God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I was just on my knees before I started, and and God said, heaven on the earth. And I knew what he meant right away. When we begin to live in heaven on the earth, when we, we begin to bring heaven down like Jesus did, He came and lived in heaven on the earth. He didn't live our way. And God is saying as we live in heaven on the earth like Jesus did, following him right here on the earth, we're going to already know what heaven's going to be like. And we're not going to long for it in a way that um, we, we would if we knew that we could live it here And at the same time, as we're living it here, we're doing his work and we're showing others who he is. We have a call on our lives here as Christians to bring heaven on the earth, to to have a place in our lives where people can come and feel God's presence and know there's integrity and love, a place where they can get their tears wiped. And as we start to live in heaven on the earth, we're going to be so ready to be there. And we're not going to have the surroundings we have now of um, pain and sorrow and sickness and and unforgiveness and, and all the like. The evil that is surrounding us on the earth is the thing that we need to overcome. And lots of times we don't recognize that evil, and it pulls us in. And that's why Jesus said that we need to be an overcomer. 
We have to take the time to sit at his feet and to get to know him. And to bring, we have a call to bring heaven on the earth. How shall we pray? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. As you honor his name, right? Your whole life is going to change right there. And when others see that beauty in you, they're going to be drawn to it. Of course, not everyone. Not everyone, but everyone is the plan. And the more of us there are, the less of them there will be. I was just talking to my brother yesterday, and I just said, just imagine the few people that were on the ark. How many are really going to be saved? Is some of that up to us? As we build our ark, as we build that place, are we drawing people in? Is it different than it was then? Those are all things to think about. The main thing that Jesus is calling us to do is to put away that old lifestyle, get off that wide path, and live in heaven on the earth, and start teaching people and, and even each other, you know, start fellowshipping about what heaven should be like. How can we make this heaven? How can we get to the place where when someone does go, we rejoice? We're so glad they have a place to go. We're so glad they were saved and they did go to hell. That is something to grieve about if somebody leaves and they go to hell. That's a whole different thing. When my mom left, I was excited she got to go where she wanted to be. She asked God to take her. She's excited to go. I've been heard in the spirit. I heard her in the spirit rejoice on her way out. It's not a bad thing, as many think. And they think that because we, who call ourselves Christ followers, aren't teaching them the truth. If we know the truth, it's just going to be, well, they move to heaven. They, they, you know, and people say they are in a better place. But do they really believe what they say or do are they just saying what they hear? And that's my whole point. They're going to know and say what you say, you who follow Jesus. So we have to be saying and knowing that right thing. They are in a wonderful place. They got it better than we do. But the thing is to make sure we know where they're going. We have the responsibility as Christians, when you call yourself a Christian, to know Jesus and then to go and to do his work. To tell that person about Jesus. To make sure that when they go, they know where they're going. By you living your life as in heaven on the earth, you are going to draw people Jesus is going to draw people through you. And we are going to be that bride without blemish. But half the time, most of the time, it seems to me when I look around, we miss the whole point of being a Christian. We miss the whole point because what we're doing is we're just playing church. 
We're not telling people Jesus is coming. We're not telling people it's a matter of life or death. We're, shh, don't tell them they're going to go to hell. Don't scare them away. We need to scare them because the time is near. I don't know the day or the hour. I don't know the time. Neither do you. But we do know Jesus is close to coming. And we, as his followers, have the most responsibility. He said, if you believe in me, you're going to go and do what I was doing, John 14, 12. So as we do what he was doing, we're going to go around doing good. We're not going to be working to make a living. We're not going to be worrying about what we're going to eat, what we're going to drink, what we're going to wear. We're going to be working to get that word out there. We're going to be added to. Jesus said, seek his way of doing and being right, and everything you need will be added to you. When he said, no, it's 70, he said, don't take anything with you. Is there life about um, just those things? Or are those things added to you? I'm not saying Jesus doesn't want you to have anything. He really does. Just the other day, he said he had a surprise for me. And he said, those who delight in me, I give the desires of their heart. He wants to increase you and bless you. But when we go after that stuff, it's a God. And that's what the world is doing. They got all these gods before God and they don't even know it. And it's because the Christians are doing what they're doing. So they don't know the difference because they're looking at us. They say what we say. Oh, he's in a better place. But we don't want to go to that place. We're going to quick have fun here. And now none of that makes any sense because they're mimicking us. And so we better be mimicking Jesus. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. I only say and do what the Father tells me to say and do. But we don't. We give our opinion. We argue the gospel. We, we just play church. We're not doing church. And so, anyway, Jesus wants us to get excited about the other side. To get excited about it and know about it, study to show yourself approved. Ask him questions. You know, when you get on your knees in the morning and you're with him, and he makes you feel so wonderful, can you imagine having that and seeing him at the same time? I had that. He took me to heaven. And it's just like when you talk to him here, but you get to see him. You get to see him and his love for you his peace, and you're just in awe. Can you imagine being in awe all the time? I mean, we can look around and see the beauty in, in the earth, and even in people. He made beautiful, beautiful people and creatures and animals. Everything he made is, can bring you to your knees. Wait till you see him face to face. Let's look forward to that and also to know what he's thinking of you and what he's going to say to you that day and care about what he cares about. You know, I often like to say, say this because I think it's what motivated me. I don't care so much for myself as I do other people. And there was a little person in my life 
that gave me the energy to get up and to care. And so when I look at people or when I'm out on street ministry and there's adults and they have babies and they don't want to hear about Jesus, I just think to myself, well, then I haven't had the chance to say it yet, but, or maybe I did in an instance or two now that I think about it. But what about those babies? If you don't care about what happens to you, what about what happens to them? What happens to you is going to happen to them because you're teaching them. I hear Jesus prompting me. I lost my little doggie in February, and I wasn't in a good place. And I have some understanding as to why she went. She was sick. But I actually suffered a a lot because it was something that took me by surprise. And so in, in grieving for her, I heard Jesus, and I had a vision, and I knew she was free, and she was happy, and happier than she was with me, but I missed her, and I wanted her back. And then Jesus showed me that if I want her back that much, then she's a God before him. If I want her more than him, If I can't let go. We don't always understand why some people leave. And maybe sometimes it seems too early. But we have to trust him. And we have to let go and know. They got it. They're good. They're with Jesus. They couldn't have it any better. There's a lot of suffering and sorrow on the earth. And God knows what he's doing. If you lose somebody in your life that you love dearly, just start praising the Lord that he has them and he's taking care of them. And yes, meanwhile, make sure they know about Jesus. Make sure you're living that life so when they go, you can rejoice that they're with him. So that is the word I have for you today. If you never asked Jesus to come live on the inside of you, you want to do that. You want to be able to hear him talk to you, lead you. You want to be able to learn how to live in heaven right here on the earth. And he'll come and live on the inside of you if you agree to heed his voice. And so pray with me. If you're going to agree with him, if you're going to get ready and be that bride, if you're going to be that overcomer, you got to have him to do it. So if you want to say that prayer with me, let's do that right now. Jesus. Oh, Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you are so good to us and you have more for us than we can even imagine, more than we can ask or think. And we just lay down our pride and we just receive what you have for us. We just rely on you. And we ask you to help us to be that witness because we know it's not your will that one should perish. And so we're willing to be engaged with you, to change our lives, to, to, to lay down the old way that we lived and live in that new life you're calling us to live in. We love you and praise you. We give you all the glory. We thank you. Thank you for doing all that we ask. We love you. We praise you. We give you all the glory.
And so I'm excited to see my little dog again. I can't wait until we can run to each other. She loved me so much. She would do anything for me and same. And I have other people that I am so excited to see again. And it will happen. It's going to be a glorious reunion. But meanwhile, while you are on the earth, you have a job to do. If you just pray that prayer, Jesus wants to recreate you in his likeness. And as he does that, those who are watching and imitating the Christians, because they think they're all going to heaven, they're going to start imitating and watching you. We can do good. We can bring heaven on the earth. Thank you so much for listening today and God bless you.